conversation inside the music. Conversations inside the music, where we discuss the topics you think about when you're chilling with your fuzzy slippers and your onesie. Yeah. Welcome to Conversations Inside the Music with Carol Riddick. What's the deal? Yours truly, the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeff. Hi, this is Jill Scott, aka Jilly de Philadelphia. Hey, this is Gerald Beasley. Conversations inside the music with my dear friend, the amazing Carol Riddick. So get ready to join in on the conversation and chill with us on another edition of Conversations Inside the Music with Carol Riddick. With Carol Riddick. Hey, family. Hello, and welcome to Conversations Inside the Music. I'm your host, Carol Riddick. Our guest today is a Philadelphia native who is known as a soul, jazz, and hip funk innovator. He's a former NAACP Image Award nominee and is a recipient of the Living Legend Award from the African American Museum Music Society. And he's performed with music industry greats, most notably Michael Jackson, Earth, Wind and Fire, and most recently, our beloved queen, Miss Patti LaBelle. Family, welcome to today's conversation with none other than Mr. Trombone himself, Mr. Jeff Bradshaw. Hey, Jeff. Hey, what's up? I was about to say, who the hell is this guy? I'd like to meet him. Who is this guy with all this guy? <laughs> Listen, this guy's amazing. Who is this guy? I'm trying to tell you who he is. Okay. <laughs> Let me be the first to tell you that he is amazing. Okay? Oh, thank you, sis. <laughs> thank you, sis. I, I humbly accept. <laughs> right? Um, Listen, you work for it. Yeah, we have. We have. Yeah, well, yes, we have. Hello, hello. And you know what? And I'm grateful for the journey, as I know you are. Absolutely. It's we all had, about the journey. Yeah, and we've had too much fun not to be grateful. Correct. Please, I still tell everybody about our shopping sprees. You've got to be Listen, they're ep- they were epic. Right. <laughs> Listen, if there's, a, if there's another word, a better word to describe it, it than epic, then that's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shipping bags of shoes home, please, from different countries. Um, Country to country, shipping shoes on. I know. We was we was acting up. We was we, acting real crazy. Exa- listen, that's exactly what we were doing. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen. I know, like like I, you two are grateful just to be able to have done that. You know, that's a once in a lifetime experience. Right. Who gets to say they went to another country and bought a pair? Well, bought pairs of shoes. Pairs. Pairs. <laughs> so. We're going to ask you a few questions today. Um, first, let me say thank you for stopping by to chit chat, you know, chat and chill, as I like to call it. <clears throat> We're interested in knowing who Mr. Jeff Bradshaw is when, you know, when he's at home, when he's doing what he does outside of being on the stage, tearing it up. So let me ask you this. As a soloist and a successful artist yourself, what's your favorite part about working with other artists? Um, <clears throat> I think the favorite of my favorite part about working with other artists is like you know cooking. I feel like cooking on, like on stage and in the, in the studio. It's like being a chef working uh, in the kitchen. It's like you get to you know you get to collab with other artists. Uh, you get to tap into their creative their creative concept and the way that they do things. And a lot of times when you pick, I think it's re- also really about picking the right people to work with too because. Uh, uh, you know, styles make fights, like in boxing. So when you pair the right two people together, you know, it's going to be poetry in motion, or it's going to be a mess. 
But a lot of times, if you if you choose the right people, and a lot of times the synergies between the two artists, you kind of know the people that you should be working with. And most times, you know, it's always magical. For me, it's always been magical. I'm glad you said that, talking about magic. I want to talk about your live recording at the Kimmel Center. Now, am I right in saying that you are the very first African-American artist to have recorded an album of its kind at the Kimmel Center? Absolutely. So you talk about having worked with, you know, just the right individuals. How, how did you come up with that? I mean, as a person who was there and, <laughs> and, you know, being able to experience and live through that because it was a once, that too was a once in a lifetime experience. How did you put that together? I think my whole head was white and my whole beard was white by the end of that whole process <laughs> because I was so stressed out because, you know, it was the biggest night of my career. It was a, I thought, I felt like the live recording was a, a career defining, a career defining recording. Like you can't take that away from me. What we did that night was historic. And, but it was because of the love of each of those artists. I handpicked, I sat down with uh, Robert Glasper who was the, on the low, was the, you know, one of my executive producers, one of my co-producers for the, uh, and we sat down and we mapped out all the people that I loved and all the people he liked and all the people that I'd worked with. And we handpicked each one of those artists. We decided that, hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do this. Hey, I just met Take Six on the Capitol Jazz Cruise. I've been a fan of theirs since the 80s. I said, wouldn't it be great if we could do this? And I was like, what song should I do with Take Six? I was like, you know, um, I want to do like an Elder Bard song. So that'd be cool. I think they've recorded some backgrounds. They've, they've kind of done something like that before. I called them. They were in. I um, just came up to Capital Jazz Cruise with Najee. He was in. Will Downing was a big brother. I called him. He was in. Kenny Lattimore, another big brother. He was in. Trombone Shorty, I had just met a year ago. He was in. Like, And the list goes on and on. Eric and Tweet, and Eric and Tweet, and Rob, and, and Kim Burrell, who was like my big sister who I'd worked for, with before, and who is an alien, uh, by the way. And, uh, yes, she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> and I just asked. Yes. I, you know, I just asked, but I thought that all of these people, and then we figured out what songs that these people should sing what will be wild, the, the wild moments, having Kim Burrell sing a Music Soul Child song, having Bilal pay tribute to the sound of Philadelphia by having, by having you know, having Bilal sing, where do we go from here? You know, having Bilal sing a song that was done by, you know, right across the street with Philly International. So, you know, it, you know, we picked the people and uh, I picked, which they all happen to be my friends and big mm -hmm. brothers and, and semi-mentors. and. Um, we picked the songs that we thought would be that would make wow moments, and that's how we did it. Well, and of course, they all said yes. Yeah, well, you did. They all said yes. Multiple wow moments. You're absolutely right about that. I, I, that can't be denied. And you're right. Nobody can take that away from you. Absolutely. That, you know, it's funny because I've watched you. We've known each other since the beginning of time, <laughs> and uh, I've listened to you grow, and. I mean, I've done so in awe because you just, you really do just get better with time. But one uh, thing uh, you do, well, you know, listen, you already know there's love here. You already know. know. But one thing I would like to know is what you do to continue to learn and grow and stay on top of your game. Or is there anything? Is, are, you, are you too an alien? <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I troll the internet for young trombone players and young musicians that that can that have this fire and hunger in their bellies, and they look at you like, "Man, you the OG, man! Like, man, you a living legend, man!" And I draw from their energy. And it, it continues to keep me hungry when I see these incredible, phenomenal young trombone players from all over the world inboxing me day after day after day, sending me clips that they study, sending me clips that they transcribe from uh, from songs I've played on, uh, from you know from recordings I've played on to actual um, albums of mine, songs they like, and just showing me how much they appreciate what I've done. And I watch and see their ability. And it's a bunch of young aliens out there that are just phenomenal musicians. And I draw from their hunger mm-hmm. and it, you know, it replenishes my hunger. So I stay hungry, you know, like I just got here. I feel like, you know, I always keep the mentality that I just got here. I got to work harder. I can't let anybody outwork me, and especially on trombone. I'm not even supposed to be here. I snuck in. That's how I feel, you know, but. Once I got a taste of it, you know, I was going to grind. And, um, you know, I was going to grind and kick in the door and find that success that I wanted. And uh, like I said, in one of, on my documentary, you know, I wasn't going to let, I, I, I'm, I'm not now or then was ever going to let anybody to tell me that I couldn't have it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you know, oh my goodness. Jeff, I felt that. I felt, I felt everything you just said. And, yeah, man. you know, uh, two of the th- well, one thing that you said le- leads me to ask you two different things. You know, um, one is: is there anyone on your radar of whom you feel we should be aware? It's a trombone player um, out of Florida who lives in Atlanta. I mean, he toured with uh, Martin Tedeschi. I think he, he toured with uh, the Tedeschi Trucks Band. Mm. Uh, a phenomenal jazz trombonist named Saunders Sermon who has one of the most amazing voices um, I've ever heard and has one of the most amazing trombone sounds and lyrical um, placement that I've ever heard on a trombone. So <clears throat> Saunders Sermons uh, is his name. And uh, he's one of my favorites. Um, um, I'm not going to say he's up and coming, but as a solo artist, he is up and coming as a solo artist. He's been in the game for some time now and have toured with, you know, different people, but as a solo artist, he's got a, a couple records out. He's got a few records out that are really good. And he's just an amazing, amazing singer, writer, and trombonist. And he's just one of my favorites. You know, I don't have, <clears throat> the people that I listen to um, have been in, you know, have been in, in the game a while and got plenty of skin in the game. But um, uh, he's one of the people that inspired me uh, that I listen to his playing, his singing, because that's my thing, you know. I love to sing on stage and I love to play, and uh, he's one of the people that I that I am um, that I admire, and he I don't think he knows it, but uh, he's one of the people uh, that I admire. I admire his his the way he sings and I admire the way he plays. It's just, it's really incredible. It's really 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 incredible. And he's more of a stand. He's more of a classic jazz artist with some soul moments. Hmm. But uh, Saunders Sermons is definitely one of my favorites. Wow. You know what's so interesting about that question alone is that I've asked it of several people and 
every I, I am I'm I'm you know expanding my own knowledge of mm-hmm. you know the industry because I I have learned of so many people thus far with whom I'm completely I've I was completely unfamiliar. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. The second question is I mentioned in your introduction about you having received the Living Legend Award. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I want to know how did that feel? I cried. I cried because um, I think I was 49, which I'm now 50. And I think I was 49 when they gave that to me. And because you don't think about how many years that you've been in this business and you don't think about what you've done. You don't count the albums you played on. Or you don't count like how many gold albums have I played on? How many platinum albums have I played on? How many albums or songs have I performed on that have won Grammys? I'm not counting accolades and all of those things. I'm just... I got my head down and I'm just working, swimming to the, I'm swimming to wherever the edge of the lake is, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just working, 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 you know, I'm not looking back at what I've done. I'm looking forward to what I, at what I'm going to do. So after 27 years uh, in this game, you know, um, uh, they felt, you know, they feel like, you know, that I was a living legend. I'm humbled by it. I don't know. It's like, you think, should I be 70 years old? to get that kind of award, <clears throat> but is it your works? Is it your impact on your community, on your music community, on your peer group? Maybe that's what it is, but I'm honored. I didn't ask for that, um, but if somebody wants to call me a living legend and, and they think of the work I've done and that I've touched people in a way to make them want to give me something like that, and you know, I'm taking it, you know? My mom always said the best attitude is gratitude. Uh, oh, wait a minute now. I got to put that in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you think 27 years was enough? And after what I've done and all the artists I've toured with and all the all, all the albums I've played on and, you know, uh, the films I've performed in, and, and you think that if I'm a legend legend for Philly, that's what they feel, I truly accept that. And I did. I cried the whole day. I would cry. I was thinking about my dad and, I cried the whole time. <laughs> cried the whole time. Yeah, I, I, I mean that's that's what we do, you know. We're, exactly. we're legacy building, you know. We're legacy building, you know. What's going to be my legacy? Did I put my kids to college. That you know, I got Living Legend awards and all these awards and all those things. They're they're good to have, but I'm still out here just trying to see the world and record music and make music that touches and heals people. That's all I want to do. Yeah, and that's why we love you. That's exactly why we love you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so let me, let me ask you this, because this, I don't know, the answer to this question might even shock me, but what is a crazy but true or simply unknown fact about you? A crazy but true unknown fact about me. Um, maybe not crazy, but unknown fact. I don't think many people knew I don't think many people know that I served in the military. I didn't even know that. <laughs> See, I don't I think many people know that I was, that I served in the military, that I was in the U.S. Army. I was at uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, in the Armored Artillery Division of the 13 Bravo. A lot of people don't even know that. <laughs> How about that? But I gave it away, though. On my first album, Bone Deep, if you look up in the corner, there's a little picture of me in my in my uniform. You know what? I, but I saw that. I remember that. And I, <laughs> let, me you, let me tell you what I thought though. When I saw it, I said, "Was that his father?" Yeah. 
I kept thinking yeah. it was my father. It's a little picture of me on my first album, Bone Deep, on the album cover, up in the left, I think in the left or right-hand corner, is a picture of me in my uniform. Jeff, I thought that was your father all of yeah. this time. A lot of people don't know that I'm a vet. A lot of people don't know I served a few years and then got hurt and came out on a medical. I was only in about two and a half years. But I came home and I hurt my back. So I, um, I was released on, I, I came out on a medical. But yeah, a lot of people don't know I, I was in the military. Okay, let me, I'm going to digest. You've given me pearls from my pocket. You've given me food to digest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell me this. What do you do on your leisure time? I, I, you know, I'm, my, my, my girls are seniors in college, so they're away. So my 11-year-old son, Madison, who everybody knows is my heart. Yeah. Um, I try to spend as much time with him as I can. Um, play golf, smoke a cigar here too, and really just listen to music and find more creative ways to find peace. Mm -hmm. That's where I am right now. I do love that about our maturation process where we, you know, right. here we are right now. 50 is a beautiful thing. You know, it's got some things. 50, 50 is a... It's got some things on it. It's got some things on it. It's got some things. It's got some things, okay? It really does. I embrace it, though. I embrace it all. It's all good. Yeah, I do, too. I, I really do. I really do. So this um, next question, what, if anything, is there that uh, you'd like to improve upon yourself? Hmm. Hmm. A lot of times when I do things, I, I think about what other people are going to think. Oof. When, I, when it comes to... Um, I, I fight that when recording music. What are they going to think? Like my peer group, like all the other people that aren't trombone players, mm -hmm. <laughs> like all the sax players and all the you know, people in smooth jazz. Or uh, it's like, what are they going to think? Are they going to like this? Is this something? Is this going to think? You know, and you know, I fight that. You know, I, eventually I wind up recording whatever I feel like feels good to me. And I think the the people, my fans, the people who love my music, they're going to appreciate what what I give because it's. It's natural. It's transparent. It's it's you know it's it's sincere because I'm gonna give you what I got. I can't be anybody else. I only know how to be Jeff Bradshaw, you know. And at the end of the day, that's how I get through it. Like only knowing, I only know how to be me. I can't be anybody else. With my instrument, I don't have a template of anybody before me. It's just me, trailblazing this whole smooth, this whole smooth and contemporary jazz field of music with a trombone. Like, I don't have a template. It's just me. So I'm just cutting all these new roads for the young guys that are going to come behind me. You know, but I'm just, cut, you know, I'm like the Kurt Franklin of jazz, of smooth jazz. It's like, because I got, I'm playing trombone. It's like, no, we haven't seen anything like this. We haven't heard anything like this. I said, you know, and because it hasn't been anything like me. And when I'm done, it won't be another one like me. Mm. You know, that's how I feel, you know? It's like, I feel like Kirk Franklin is amazing. It's only going to be one Kirk Franklin. Crazy, jumping all around. One of, the, <laughs> one of the greatest, I mean, one of the greatest lyrical, one of the greatest writers of our time. You know, he has the whole thing. Can't sing, but he got everything else. He doesn't have to sing. <laughs> he got everything else, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's how I am. It was like self-taught. Didn't, go didn't go to college. Didn't go to music school. Born with the gift I got. Grown up, raised up in church. Uh, raised up in the clubs and the hip hop clubs and the R&B clubs and the open mic clubs in Philly and on and then right out on tour in the studios with some of the biggest artists in the world mm -hmm. and right out on tour. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't come up in the jazz clubs like the traditional jazz musicians. I didn't grow. I didn't go to the New School or Kappa or Berkeley or Juilliard or University of North Texas or any of those great institutions. I grew up in church. My father taught me how to play gospel hymns, I, and I I went from church to the club to the to the uh, to the hip hop clubs and the neo soul clubs and and you know Black Lily and all that. And I found my way. And, and my style comes from all of those things that I was touched by, all those things that touched me, all those things, I, all those places I went. My style came from all of those places and all of those artists I, 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 you know, I came across and played for and played with and recorded with. That's where it came from. So I can't tell a person, well, well where did you go? Look, I learned how to play in church. God gave me this gift. And I cultivated it through all of these all of these places and being on stage with Jill Scott when she was just a poet back in the 90s when nobody knew who she was other than a poet. Like those early days of Music Soul Child, those early days of all these artists that we worked with. It's like, man, I, I can't tell you because I'm, I'm blended by, I'm blended, I'm like a jambalaya of all the things that I've been through and all the things that I've experienced. But at the end, of, at the end, at the beginning and the end of it is God. I was inspired by him, by God. He gave me this gift and all of these godly, incredible, incredible uh, incredibly talented, super talented people with all these superpowers that some knew they had, some didn't know they had, but I encountered all these incredible people like you, like like Vivian Green, like, you know, like all of these people, Monique, Monique Harkham, you know, my sisters who I was around who are all beasts, you know, Ray Valverde, China Black, like all these incredible singers, people that I've encountered through my, you know, through my travels, you know, um, on in my journey. I'm, 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 my style is based upon all, all the things that touched me. So I just try to touch people through what I have. That's what I got. That's what when I say, I say that I'm me, but it's not going to be another me. It's going to be somebody else that was inspired by me. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to sound like me. They ain't going to look like me, but they're going to be inspired by what I've done. And I'm inspired by the people that I've come in contact with. That's what I got. That's who Jeff Bradshaw is. Listen, we love every bit of it, though. So there's nothing wrong with that. People ask me all the time why I've not moved outside of Philadelphia. Hmm. I'm sure they ask you the same question. Mm-hmm. What do you tell them? Why, do, why haven't I? Why haven't I left Philly? Exactly. First of all, I'm out. Next year, I'm out. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to get a second residence. I'm out. <laughs> um, I love my city. I do. I do too. I love my city. I love my Eagles. I love my Sixers. Yes. I love my Phillies. I love my Flyers. I love my Phantoms. Uh, I love my Reading Phillies. <laughs> uh, I love my City Hall. I love Market Street. I love South Street. I love Broad Street, North and South. I love North Philly, where I'm from. I love the Richard Allen Projects. I love the Cambridge Mar Projects. I love all these places where I was raised. My Ben Franklin High School started Fleischer Junior High. William Henry Harrison Elementary. You know, I love my city. I love our attitude, you know, and good or bad, you know, they belong to me. Mm-hmm. I love my town. I love the, the the richness in the soil where the superpowers that created great music like Kenny Gamma, Leon Huff, and whatever, whatever was in the soil what made them play that music and write those songs and all of those people, the boys, the men, Patti LaBelle, and, and, uh, and, uh, 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 you by golly, wow. Uh, Phyllis uh, Hyman. Phyllis Hyman. Phyllis Hyman, like all of these people that came through Philly, the Jacksons, Sly and the Family Stone, mm-hmm. all of those, 
from Philly to get a piece. You better tell and, it. And, and, you know, I'm just so happy and excited. You know, all the way on the gospel side with the Philadelphia Mass Choir. James Cleveland was, because the Philadelphia Mass Choir was the first choir that James Cleveland recorded with. You know, we got history in gospel and, and, and in jazz. I mean, come on, Philly Joe Jones, John Coltrane. We I mean, look on it. Every, every genre. We have, we have something special. So, you know, I'm just blessed to be from there. Philly, I love Philly, and Philly loves me. That's my city. I'm going to give me a second residence because, you know, I just like to a little bit. But <laughs> Philly's my town. I love Philly, you know, because Philly first loved me. I know that's right. I know that's right. First of all, let me just say thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate on. you just for being who you are to me. You know what I'm saying? But I, I appreciate you for supporting me and every effort. Of and course. Every endeavor. You know, I, you, you've never told me no. So I appreciate that. And you never told me no either. You know? Listen, because that's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. But, but I will just say a simple thank <laughs> you. And I know you know what that means coming from Of course. You. Of course. Love you, babe. Love you more. Family, that wraps up another edition of Conversations Inside the Music with yours truly, Carol Riddick. As always, thank you so much for joining the conversations. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend and be sure to check out prior interviews on any media stream where you typically listen to your podcasts. Also, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to be notified when new episodes are available. And follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Conversations Inside the Music and on Twitter at Chat and Chill. Whatever you do, be good to you and to those around you. And remember, to whom much is given, much is required. Catch you next time on another edition of Conversations Inside the Music with Carol Reddick. Conversations Inside the Music with Carol Riddick.